Hey, 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 frenzies. Welcome to episode 26 of Healthy Teacher, Happy Teacher. And today's episode is actually just going to be a Q&A. I received a bunch of questions from my Instagram audience, and I just thought it would be fun to do a Q&A episode, just something that isn't such a heavy topic, and we can just dish on some fun things for a little bit. So let's get to it, shall we? Are you feeling a little burnt out and exhausted this school year? Healthy Teacher, Happy Teacher podcast is here to get you through the hard weeks. We will be tackling tough topics while addressing self-care tips and tricks to help you live your best life. I'm your host, Jessica Martin, a coffee-drinking teacher and tech coach working on my own health journey as I pursue happiness in my teacher life. I am so happy you're here with me today, and I can't wait to share all the things with you. Let's get on with the show. Okay, frenzies, before we begin my fun Q&A episode, I thought I would read a rating and review from iTunes. All right, this is reviewer number 45698. <laughs> I, I like that username. That's that's a good one. Um, let's see. I've loved the whimsical teacher since I've been on the teacher Insta world. So naturally, this podcast is just as amazing so real and relatable. Jess Martin captures the true feelings that most teachers feel. I never feel less than when I watch, listen, like her posts. She is the reminder to be inspirational, but we all have tanties (laughs) and we all have days that aren't our greatest. Love her, love this, and highly recommend it. Thank you so much, reviewer 45698. Uh, I'm loving that. And I do have a lot of tanties and I might even have some today. So uh, yeah, if you ever feel like it, like to leave me a review, I am starting to read my reviews. For a while I was like, "Eh, I don't want to, I don't want to read them. I don't want to look at them. I'm scared, but I'm, I'm getting better at it. So perhaps I can read your review someday. And if you leave your Instagram name on there, I can tag you on Instagram. That would be cool too. All right, let's get on with this cool show, shall we? Okay, frenzies, welcome back to episode 26, is it, of Healthy Teacher, Happy Teacher. I am your host, Jessica Martin. I go by the Whimsical Teacher online. That's how you can find me. I'm on all the platforms, but I'm most active on the old Instagram. (laughs) <laughs> All right, so I did have people send me some questions uh, a couple weeks ago, just random Q&A, and a lot of them have to do with health and wellness and just being a healthy, happy teacher, so I thought I would answer some of those on here. Um, Lucy said, are you aware of the difference you make in people's lives? And that was really sweet coming from Lucy. Let me tell you a little story. So about a year ago, my nephew died from suicide, and I was very transparent about his death on social media. And um, it was just a real roller coaster of a time for my family. Uh, he was he was really young, um, I think just barely nineteen. And um, we found out uh, that he was expecting a child with his girlfriend. And when she had that baby, I asked my Instagram audience if they could, you know, uh, fulfill some items on her wish list because, you know, I really wasn't sure what she would, what her family could provide. Um, there, there's a lot of siblings in her family and 
I just wanted her to start off uh, with motherhood on the best the, the best foot in in the worst possible circumstance right to to start off your motherhood as a single parent is got to be so hard and a single parent due to something like suicide is even harder so uh Lucy is actually one of the people that wrote me a lot during that time and she sent my I mean I suppose she's sort of my niece. <laughs> she sent my niece a lot of presents and I really do appreciate that Lucy. So really I'm going to turn the question over on Lucy. Are you aware of the difference that you make in people's lives? <laughs> I know that was kind of a shady way of dodging the question. But anyway, then that's really, you know, it's not really about me and like what I can do for other people. It's just about coming together as a community. And I, I've tried to be active on several different platforms for different causes. And, you know, sometimes it's just a matter of using your voice to help people. But sometimes people help you. And it's just like having that door swing both ways. Like I cannot tell you the emotional support and love that I've gotten from my Instagram audience in recent years. I've had a lot of really hard times. I've dealt with online bullying. I've dealt with some kind of shady uh, friendships, uh, shady characters online. Uh, one of my best friends in life died of a drug overdose. Uh, my nephew died from uh, depression, uh, of course, and suicide. And I've just, I, I've switched schools and I've had problems with coworkers. And it's just like whatever problems I have when I put them out there, all of you, like my listeners and people on Instagram and social media, and, you know, some, some have become my personal friends on Facebook and my personal friends that I see in real life. And I talk to every day, like so many of the relationships that I've built have, re have really kept me going as a healthy and happy teacher, like being able to have that sort of outlet where I can tell the truth on social media and I can be transparent about a problem that I'm having and have so many people sort of help me, hold me, support me, uh, send me things that they know that I need. And it's just, it's amazing. So it's really you know, I do have a lot of people say, oh, you know, you, you've you you've really meant a lot to me. You've done so much for me. But as many people as say that to me, I can say that about just as many people who have helped me through hard times. So thank you. If you're one of those people listening right now, I do appreciate you. All right. Here's another question. How do you stay so energetic and positive? Well, I mean, I'm not always energetic and positive. <laughs> As my frenzies can attest, I do have a lot of tanties. And that was kind of what the reviewer was saying at the beginning is that, you know, we, we can be happy and optimistic, but we can also kind of show our true selves. Now, I, I was just talking about some personal tragedies that happened in my life. And I was not energetic or positive through any of those. But I found that when you build a strong community around you, and you invest in friendships with people that have good character traits. <laughs> I want to be careful what I say, but when you when you invest time with the right people 
and you trust people, you, you let people into your lives, your lives, <laughs> your life, then good things are going to happen. And that will increase your positivity and your energy. And it all kind of snowballs. Like the more people that I that I get to know through my social media platforms and the more people who support me and the more people I can support, the stronger I feel. And when you feel strong and you feel supported, it's really easy to be energetic and positive. So, all right. My next question is from another one of my buddies, Jackie, teacher Jackie, uh, where else would you like to live? And that is a great question right now. I live in a very remote town in the middle of the desert it's not really my ideal location. We live here because my husband is a gold miner and our dream is to move to the Pacific Northwest someday. We would love to live around Olympia, Washington. We just love the green trees. We love the atmosphere. It is really expensive to live on the West Coast though. So we've talked a lot about uh, relocating maybe to the Pittsburgh area. Um we've just looked at, we're always, we're constantly looking at like where we can relocate next. As a teacher, it would be super easy for me to get a job down in Las Vegas. Housing is sort of decent down there, but we're not really sun bunnies. We don't really like uh, being out in the sun very often. (laughs) So uh, Las Vegas would be kind of a stretch, but I don't know. I mean, where else would I like to live? I'm really open to anywhere. So if you hear about any jobs in this next year, you should really let me know because my job is ending this year and it could take me somewhere new. <laughs> All right. Uh, any nightly routines before bed? I love this question. I am kind of a weirdo before bed. Okay, I'm going to pause this and be right back. Okay, nightly rut- routines before bed. Well, I always uh, wash my face with St. Ives apricot scrub. I have very oily skin and adult acne. So I use that pretty consistently. And obviously I brush my teeth. (laughs) Do I even really need to say that? Do you want to know my kind of toothpaste? I don't even know. And then um, I, I, I take a little heartburn pill, a little ibuprofen, or I wake up feeling really bad. And that's pretty much it. I've been putting some shea butter on my hands because they crack really bad in the winter. But I do have kind of a weird, I do have some weird um, patterns that I go through. So (laughs) this is so bizarre to tell you about. But for pajamas, I will go through phases where I have to have my, I have to have on a black t-shirt or I have to wear a white t-shirt to go to bed, or I don't sleep right. <laughs> I know, it's so weird. And the, the last couple of years, I've been on a black t-shirt kick, but for many years, I had to wear a white t-shirt with pajama pants to bed. If I wore any other color t-shirt, I would wake up in the middle of the night. So I don't know, I'm probably, I probably have a million disorders. <laughs> and then I have another weird trait before bed. And sometimes I have to drink something cold before bed, but then other times I have to drink something hot before bed. So it is a little weird. Like sometimes I'm just craving ice water and that, but that'll last for maybe a year where I have to have a glass of ice water before I go to bed. But then other years I'll crave something like a cup of hot cocoa. And so I, <laughs> 
So I got the black and white t-shirt debacle and then the hot and cold drink debacle before bed. And I'm sure this person was asking about like a beauty routine, but other than brushing my teeth and washing my face and putting a little lotion on my hands, I don't really have much of one. Um, So yeah, it's kind of a simple life, but also very confusing at times. (laughs) All right, let's go to the next one. Um, And I used to, it really depends, but I used to uh, always listen to certain audiobooks before bed or journal before bed. It kind of depends when my husband is off because he works overnights uh, at least seven or eight days a month. And so I probably have kind of a weird bedtime routine when he's gone because then I'm a little bit more like, oh, I'll listen to an audiobook or, you know, I'll just stay up till midnight being obnoxious. <laughs> so it is a little different. Okay. Uh, let's see. Next question. What do you do to support the teachers in the classroom? Like the teachers that I support at my school. So I'm a technology coach and really my school is so small. Uh, we only have like 10 to 12 teachers. So I can really personalize efforts for them. And I just went around when I started my job, I went around to all of them and I was like, Hey, anything at all that you need me to do any help you need, any resources, anything I can curate for you, lessons I can make for you, computer problems I can fix for you. I am here for you. And I just wanted the teachers to know that I will do anything they want me to. And that is pretty important being a coach is that you want to, you want to come to your teachers from a point of supporting them, not supporting what the administration wants, because a lot of times they're not feeling very supported by admin. And I'm not saying that's true with my school at all, but. That's something I learned um, just through doing some coach trainings before I started my job is just how important it is to build the relationship with teachers. And so my job really varies. I'm not really, the teachers at my school are really seasoned. Most of them are very close to retirement. So I'm not really pushing into their classrooms throughout the day, like helping them with lessons. Like I probably would be at a school with newer, uh, younger teachers, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't want to say younger, but younger to the profession. You know what I mean? But I am helping them. Like I'm sort of helping bridge their technology gaps a little bit. So I turn a lot of their lessons into digital lessons. That's a really big concern. It's just like, oh my gosh, I've been teaching this lesson for 25 years on paper. What can I do to make it more... uh, Chromebook compatible, more compatible with 21st century learning goals. I do a lot of that. Um, I, I I work with them on certain programs and apps. A lot of times they want to try something new in their classrooms, but it doesn't work. And so I have time during the day to contact the company, go through tech support, try to figure out why it's not working, really work out all of those kinks for them so they have time to spend on their classes And of course, my main job is just like helping the kids, like every time they have a technology problem that the teachers can't figure out, they come to me and I'm just really good with the the computer applications. I can, I can fix anything, including if they break their Chromebooks. (laughs) So that's kind of my job in a nutshell, but really that's how I support the teachers. It's just like whatever they need. I had a teacher this week ask me, she's looking for 
accelerated, like not accelerated reading programs, but some sort of supplemental reading programs for middle school. And so I spent a while researching those, testing them out, just kind of seeing what's available. Uh, every year is different and every teacher is different. Everybody needs me for something else. And I just try to be there however they may need me. And it's a really fun job. And I'm really sad that it's going to be ending. <laughs> All right. What is your favorite grade and subject to teach? Hands down, fifth grade is my jam. I would teach fifth grade all day long. I taught fifth grade for four years and I just loved it. And the only reason that I left fifth grade is because I was commuting 50 miles a day. It was a really long commute and I was just sort of burnt out on the grind and I wanted to just see if I could get a job in the town that I live in. And they had a lot of jobs open, but none in fifth grade. And I was super bummed. So I had to kind of choose between making the leap to kindergarten, second grade, or middle school. And the middle school, I knew that I could fit in pretty easily into sixth grade curriculum because I did teach uh, one one of my classrooms, I had half fifth grade and half sixth graders. So since I had taught sixth grade before, I went with the sixth grade job and I ended up teaching sixth, seventh and eighth. So part of me kind of is kind of sad. I didn't just take the plunge and go to kindergarten or second to see what it's like. But I, I do think that I'm really great in middle school. I definitely miss fifth grade, though. There's just something really magical about that age group. Like, they're really on the brink of becoming teenagers, so they're really sassy, but they still have this super adorable innocence to them, and they just love quirky senses of humor and jokes. I just can't go off about fifth grade enough. I would definitely take a fifth grade job again. Um, but I mean, really, I, I find something amusing about all the grades, which is why I have my K-8 license. <laughs> so I can just hop around as I please. All right. Let's see what else. Uh, Where did you go to college? I went to college, uh, Minnesota State University for my bachelor's degree in finance. And then I got my teaching credentials at Sierra Nevada College. Uh, someone wrote uh, 20 pounds from HelloFresh. How did you get it every day? And I actually addressed this question in my last episode about my eating patterns. So you can go listen to that. I get it four times a week. And yeah, it really, really helped to lose the weight. Um, let's see. Do, 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 do. What is a tech coach even? We don't have those in Barbados. <laughs> yeah, so that I, I kind of went off a little bit about that. But tech Tech coach is just someone that supports teachers in the classroom using the technology. And we are a one-to-one -one Chromebook school. And so that's what I do. Okay, let's move on. Okay, I always get a lot of questions about my husband's job. He is a gold miner. A lot of people asking, you know, what what is that like? What does it entail? And I mean, it, it's sort of like working for a factory, but a lot of the a lot of the duties that you have are outside. Uh, the gold in Nevada is microscopic and it's found in really hard rock. So the mines are digging the hard rock out of the side of mountain tops <laughs> and then they're crushing that hard rock down and using a bunch of chemical processes to extract the gold. And so you don't actually see gold nuggets. Um, there are underground gold miners still, but he's not one of them. He works in a processing center 
And there are basically all these different circuits that keep the processing going. His job is pretty important. Like when they have layoffs at the mine, he's his job is one of the last ones to go because he's doing a lot of the manual labor. It is a really hard job, but the benefits are pretty good and the pay is good. I'm not sure I'd recommend it to people. <laughs> but um, it, it, yeah, it's really interesting. And gold mining is still going strong. The price of gold is super high compared to previous decades. And that is why it's such a good job right now. But at any time, you know, if the price of gold goes down, they end up laying people off and it's it's an interesting industry and that's pretty much the only reason why people are living in the middle of Nevada right now is that getting into mining of some kind. We have uh, copper mines, gold mines, and ruby mines, uh, certain kind of precious stones too. Uh, they're scattered all throughout Nevada because we have some of the hardest rock in the world and that's where you find some of the good stuff. All right, let's see. I'm going to take a couple more questions. Someone said, um, so there are no grocery stores at all in your town. Are there farm stands or small town stores? Yeah, we do have two really tiny grocery stores, but I can't usually find a lot of the products I like at them. They kind of look like miniature <laughs> uh, warehouses, sort of almost like storage shed buildings, right? With the cinder block on the outside. And they're actually pretty nice little grocery stores for for the size of the town. I mean, I don't have anything against them. And a, a lot of times we're buying things from them. One of them has wonderful salsa <laughs> that they make fresh every day. And we buy a lot of that salsa. So we do support the local grocery stores here. They're just so tiny. A lot of times we can't find what we need. Example, one time I had a HelloFresh meal and they forgot to send a certain kind of fish and they did not sell that fish in our town. Um, they also don't sell like my coffee brand or some of the specialty items I like. But if we were stuck here in a blizzard or something or the roads are closed down, and that does happen from time to time, we could still survive with the local grocery stores. It's just that the prices are, they're pretty high compared to driving to Walmart in the next town over. So I know that's just one thing that kind of stinks about being a small business owner and not buying things in extreme bulk is that you have to charge more. And they probably also get charged more to ship things here too. So I would say a lot of the products are probably double or triple the price of a Walmart. And if, if you're stuck here, that's fine. Or if you don't feel like leaving, it's okay. But if you got your groceries here every single week, it would be a bit of a burden. <laughs> All right. Um, this person said, I'm thinking of joining a dating site, but I'm scared. Were you? Uh, so I met my husband on OkCupid and I had been on a lot of other dating sites. It was a bit before Tinder, I think, but I mean, I'd probably would have been on that too if it existed back then. This is like eight, nine years ago. And I met a lot of people on, on dating sites and I always, you know, would make sure that I met them in a public place and I wouldn't go anywhere with them in their car. <laughs> I mean, you have to use common sense if you're meeting people on dating sites, but for the most part, I mean, most people are not serial killers. They're not out to get you. 
<laughs> and so I, I didn't really have too many bad experiences, but it's super important if you're going to use online dating, you know, you got to talk to the person a lot. You got to get to know them talk to them on the phone, FaceTime them if you can. And, you know, when you're meeting them at first, just use use your street smarts, meet them at a public location where there are a lot of people and don't go anywhere alone with them. Like the first day you meet them or maybe even the first couple weeks, you want to keep yourself safe. Always let people know where you're going if you're meeting someone and what time you plan on being back. I mean, it's sort of... I I don't know if this person is scared of just the stranger danger factor or just meeting people in general, but I mean, it's, I've met so many people online. I mean, I've met a lot of my teacher friends through teacher Instagram and I didn't know if they'd be creepy weirdos. And <laughs> it's always interesting. You like, you, you got to give it a try though. You got to go try it out and really good things can happen. And I actually read a self-help book that convinced me to try the online dating world and um, I had a really bad uh, breakup with a boyfriend, and that sort of sort of led me to try some of the online dating. And well, for me anyway, it worked. I mean, you can meet a lot wider variety of characters than if you just go to a social gathering or a bar or a church meetup or something. Like you could kind of find someone that has your specific. Uh, interests. And I mean, you can even search for people that like the same things you do. So it just it's just a wider audience of people to choose from. All right, let's see here. Um, what the Okay, last question for today. Uh, what is your favorite thing to do for self care? I would say for me, I need a lot of alone time and just being able to listen to an audiobook in the bath or just listen to an audiobook and lay in bed for a half an hour. Um, at school, of course, if I get a headache, it really helps like during lunch if I can just lay down in the dark in my room. And I know not everybody can do that, but I mean, you just kind of kind of got to do what works for you whether it's reading or being alone or being in the dark. I mean, I know a lot of people say mani-pedis and massages, and that's great. I mean, but I don't even have those services in my town. <laughs> so you got to find other ways to take care of yourself. All right, Frenzies, so this was a really fun episode, and thank you for sending me in questions. I didn't really get a chance to answer all of them. I kind of hopped around a bit, but I hope that some of them were entertaining to you and that you have a really great week. Thanks for tuning in. You've just finished listening to Healthy Teacher Happy Je Happy Jessica. What? <laughs> oh no, I don't know how to stop. <laughs> <laughs>